Brandon Chalmers. Sir! As you well know, to be the best, you have to beat the best. And we are the best and only podcast. <laughs> the best and only. There are literally <laughs> no other podcasts. Not in my world, not in your world. I don't know what the fuck y'all been doing the last couple weeks while Jamie and I have been taking a world tour. I guess books on tape, maybe? Hooked on phonics? <laughs> Hanging out with Duolingo, making that bird happy, so this way you don't end up getting them weird little notifications like, Meh, Don Diesta, why did you forget about me? Like, I, I fucking get it, man. Like, people got shit to do. But your boys is back. So I'd like to formally welcome one and all to the fucking do cast, part of the Hard Knock Media Podcasting Network. The so, only network. The one and only network. The one and only network. In the beginning, there was recorded voice. It was an amazing thing that happened. Wax cylinders traveled across this great land, and as technology grew, we pressed into gigantic records, recorded on audio tape, burned literally from the light of the sun into plastic to form compact discs, and then, nay, we hawked those into the sea and brought forth the digital format, therefore bringing you the dulcet tones that come from my voice. And from my voice, you can find confidence and trust. Because ain't nobody else got a dick like Jamie Noguchi. That's right, <laughs> baby. We back. It's too, it's too goddamn cold to wear shorts. Thank goodness for everybody in the Noguchi household. Goodness. Uh, some call him Bigfoot, some call him Lil Trench. All I know is, is he can't walk around without making somebody jealous. Goodness. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> yeah. A family-friendly so, pro program for everyone. Brandon, uh, there, there are two uh, wrestling-related stories I wanted to cover. Uh, even, even though uh, okay. we're not even though we're not a wrestling podcast so we... so wait hang on so we've taken a few weeks off just because life has happened and the first oh, thing you want to yeah, yeah, do yeah. is lose what little audience we have with the wrestling conversation yeah 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 yeah, cool. yeah. good no gotta keep it. it light gotta no. keep it fun gotta light. keep it stupid stupid, stupid yes stupid. light and fun may very well depend <laughs> on what we're talking about but well, go on so, so the first one is it's just kind of a follow-up because like we did spend an hour, the better part of an hour talking about Pepsi Phil yes. when, when he was fired yes. um, from, from being elite. There yes. was speculation after that pod, like, we speculated like, would he go back to WWE? Yeah. Where would he slot in? Come to find out, a couple weeks afterwards, WWE isn't interested Shocking. In, in the Pepsi Phil Shocking. In the Pepsi Phil genre. Um, have you heard of any plans, any of Phil's plans to uh, do the Pepsi challenge at another? No, I, my my understanding is that Impact made an open uh, invite to him, but made it very clear they couldn't afford him. And Ooh. 
your favorite person and my Billy fucking Corgan oh, did openly invite him to be part of the NWA with the same caveat of we can't pay you what market value says you're worth. But there's an argument to be had here that the capitalist in in me, because I am born in the U.S. of fucking A, uh, says, you know, if the top two companies on the U.S. side of the market won't pay for you then your market value is not actually what you think it is. Ooh. And therefore, you might want to get paid a bunch, but you fucked around and found out. So the question is, how bad do you want to wrestle? Because ain't nobody paying you with them big dollars, man. Like, are, are you saying you wouldn't be surprised to see our boy Pepsi Phil at a Six Flags coming to you near no. you? No, absolutely not. No, that dude's got way too much pride. He's not doing the indie scenes like that. He he might stop in with like a pro wrestling gorilla or something like that to, to yeah. kind of show off or whatever it is. But like, I can't imagine one. He's still in that refractory period where he thinks he's worth a million dollars and he's not. Yeah. And people may say, oh, he's a he's a draw, yada, yada, yada. He's also an egomaniac and. <laughs> He's going to fuck your company up if you bring him in. Like it's well, it, is is TNA are TNA and Impact two different companies? Because I, no, I heard uh, Impact Wrestling is being rebranded once again come the new year as TNA. Oh, okay. Total nonstop action, Total not non-stop tits and ass. <laughs> um, I this was the idea to my if memory serves right. They were on Spike TV as yeah, yeah. TNA, TNA, right, and like. You got a bunch of people who were like, man, I don't know what's about to happen here, but I'm going to watch me some goddamn TNA. Let's do this thing. And then suddenly <laughs> like, right. And then suddenly like Hulk Hogan walks out and it's a six sided ring. You're like, what the fuck is this? And then, uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So yeah, TNA is coming back. They're not bringing back the six sided ring because too many people fucking hated it. Uh, mostly just the wrestlers hated it. The fans seemed to love it plenty, it was, but it was interesting. It was like, interesting. It but was apparently interesting. It, it fucking hurt to to run and work with because Ooh. all the ropes, well, all the ropes were shorter. So oh, and so there's more of a oh, and there's shit. more real estate. That, yeah. yeah, yeah. So oh you, god, yeah. Right, and yeah. So well, maybe maybe make it a bigger hexagon. Well, no, I think that was part of the problem. Is it was already too big in the center oh, it was too as big. is. Well, it was too big and the sides were short. So, like, it was one of those you couldn't find a happy medium there. Mm, so, mm. running the and this is all anecdotal from uh, uh, Reddit posts that I've read. So, please yeah. know that I, I don't know anyone who's actually said this directly or anything. Is yeah. that the, the thing was big enough that you couldn't really hit a move in the center of the ring from one of the ropes. Oh, jeez. And then also that the ropes hurt like a sumbitch because they were too short. Too, so they had to give in them to be able to actually do the runs. But How about, also just the idea of having to change the way that you wrestle yeah. from working indie dates to then that, I, I wouldn't want to deal with that shit. Like what, unless the payday is great and it's impact. What, it's not gonna be that great. What what about a ring like Kumite style blood sport at the end where Jean Claude Van Damme is fighting off against Tong Bao. Yeah, but with that, the, with that the, has with no ropes. That's, that's just like a pitched. Yeah, yeah just a yeah. pitch. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's neat. It would be interesting for most other fight sports. 
uh, where you don't necessarily need to have a ring. Muay Thai, kickboxing. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think. Possibly some forms of MMA, but some people seem to really like running people into the cages. So yeah. I don't know how much capability that takes away from everybody, but like a ring with ropes is an important thing for pro wrestling to do because you need to have that ability to come Oing. to the outside and tell a Oing. story and be able to yeah. slow things down. And yeah, yeah like you, yeah, I think so. you need that. So you don't think he's he's too big for the indie circuit. Do you think he goes to Japan? Because that's always like an open question. Uh, no, I don't think anyone. I'm sorry. I should caveat this. Maybe for a one off, but I don't think there's anyone in Japan that wants to deal with trying to sign that guy, given what he did and his history of things. He's not going to be able to have creative control in that. He might yeah. be able to go over to New Japan and do one in like the Tokyo Dome with Murder Grandpa or something like that. But... Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Right. <laughs> Murder Grandpa is so good. Right. Murder Grandpa is great, but like that's, that's the only thing that I could possibly think of would be something like that. Otherwise. Is, is there I, a European circuit? There are some some European leagues and stuff like that, but like WWE shut a lot of that down because a lot of that was coming out of Britain. And mm -hmm. when they opened NXT UK, they really gutted a lot of the indie scene Ooh. there. So, like to my understanding, there was an indie scene that was really thriving in the UK. There was an indie scene that was pretty strong in Germany, which is where uh, was Walter now Gunter or whatever it is the the Intercontinental Champion in WWE right now. Okay. Uh, the the one who chops everyone into fucking hamburger with the <laughs> goddamn hands. Um, but like, not a ton. There's a strong Australian uh tent, but like they tend to make their way over to making the U.S. thing. Like the U.S. is the strongest, to my understanding, like active indie thing. And even then, that's gone by the wayside for a while. Like, there's yeah. not. It... <sighs> Canada does Canada have Canada has plenty of stuff. They, yeah. they train people, but I don't. I don't know if it's all like. Do yeah. they just feed into WWE or? or... I, I mean, there are obviously a bunch of feds. Our our own uh, good friend Keith you know, Youngblood is is wrestling now in a new company in uh, Massachusetts. The, you know, around here we have Maryland Championship Wrestling. Oh, like... we gotta go farther. We gotta go farther up north. <laughs> Oh, wait, um, but Mass has airports. We could fly there. We could potentially fly there, yes. But, like, the, the point being is I, there are a lot of indie feds, but what I'm not seeing recently now that Ring of Honor got picked up by AEW is there's not that real, like, tier under where you're, like, a third or fourth place or even, like, a, a yeah. fifth place with any sort of real notoriety. It doesn't... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very, very regional in that sense. And in turn, you end up getting a lot of very smart kind of fans. So I don't know how you as a professor get out of that bubble and break through that, that glass ceiling to be able to get beyond what we're talking about. So there's there's no like image comics of the indie scene. Because like there's Marvel and DC and then image has its own prestige, but it's it, very indie. I, I, th I think that's TNA or Impact. Yeah. Um, But you got to be pretty fucking popular to get your way up there that's so true. i mean that place is full of a lot of xwe talent xaew talent like a lot of the the spots there are for people who have are either killing themselves in the indies and then get a shot to be able to do that and then usually slingshot that into the other two companies or someone who 
used to be part of one of those companies. Uh, like an Eric Young is a great example of somebody who was the front man for the group Sanity in WWE, mm-hmm. uh, got let go during the pandemic, got brought back in when Vince left. And then when Vince came back on, then asked to leave and then moved back down to Impact <laughs> and then immediately became Impact World Champion and openly said the reason he didn't want to be in WWE was because of Vince McMahon. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. like, but there you know, it's one of those things of like this guy literally stepped down from the biggest wrestling company in the world to move back to impact, knowing it was a choice because of morals, right. which is something that you don't see enough in wrestling. Yeah. And, and a lot less money too. Cause uh, yes. Well, yeah. I mean, to be fair, I don't know what his contract was. I don't know what the comparable contracts are for like an NXT star versus an impact star. You know, is, is it still, you know, are they making, because NXT, I think you're making something like sixty to ninety grand if you are uh, brought through the system, Ooh. maybe a little more, oh, and then man, you're tough. locked in there. You don't get to do indie dates like an yeah. Impact. Let's uh, so let's say Eric is making top tier thing, and he's making up you know a hundred grand in Impact, and he gets to do other dates because Impact also will tape a lot of shows in one spot, and yeah, then. Yeah. He'll have like a weekend where they'll do impact tapings and then he can go out and go do other shows for the rest of the month. So that's a great deal. He, he might be able to be pulling in conservatively. I don't know. 300 K. I mean, it, it's not a bad life. It's, it's, it's a telling one, but yeah, this yeah. guy also used to have, uh, you know, a, a fishing show and all sorts of stuff like that. So like, yeah, like it, he's super fucking entertaining. That's awesome. Do you, is there a, like a, a South American, league like a lucha uh yeah i mean cmll is one of the biggest companies in the world and you know they had aw had a guy mystico on that uh used to be first sincara and he outdrew john cena uh, a couple years ago like globally on the market i mean cml they, they fill in stadiums on weeknights for funsies do you, like do you they, think do you think they would want like they uh, do. do you think they would want a cm punk down there I don't, I don't see how that, quite literally, I don't see how that translates. It's a different type of wrestling. It's like Japanese wrestling. Like, there, yeah, are, yeah. there are some people who are crossover stars where you get your Bullet Club stuff and everything else like that. But a Japanese audience can really appreciate an American uh, wrestling style as someone different. But you have to be exceptional. I mean, we're talking Kenny Omega's and AJ Styles level athletes because being an athlete first and foremost is the big story. Everything right. else afterward is, is the thing. And same thing. Pepsi Phil is a great storyteller and great on the mic. He's not a 10 in the ring. Yeah. Even at his prime, he wasn't a 10 in the ring. Like, so he's not Daniel Bryan. And fuck, I mean, even Daniel Bryan bust his uh, his orbital bone broken. So he's out for the rest of the year. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. Boy. Yeah. He was on his like. What was the whole thing? Poor motherfucker. He made made a public promise that like he was going to retire when his daughter turned, I think, seven or something like that. So he would have had like by summer of next year to do all of the matches that he wanted to do and essentially put everyone on notice. It was like, I'm going to do all the red shit I want to do. And then, I don't know, like two, three weeks ago or whatever it is, just fucking broke his orbital bone. He's out the rest of the year. Oh, damn it. it. Right. So we're we're, we're cleaving months off of the Daniel Bryan destruction tour. And like. Poor guy. Yeah, it it kind of stinks, but what are you gonna do? Like that's that just kind of is what it is. Well, but uh, what was your other question? Because you was, asked about Pepsi Phil. I was I was gonna get to that because speaking of people who are past their prime, 
news just came out that uh, one Rick motherfucking Flair. See, I knew you were going to ask me about this. Go on. <laughs> got signed to AEW. Um, what? Thoughts, Brandon Chalmers. I, Besides, I will. Woo! Hang on, because I, I, I got when I saw this information come out uh, I, in a Slack channel that I that I'm in. Um, I I got very angry, uh, as did our <laughs> own friend Marty F and Day from Super Art Fight and. Uh, <sighs> From the Rough House podcast, the the second greatest podcast in in wrestling today, next sign us, um, where uh, he shared the the post of the thing uh, announcing Ric Flair and said, "I hate this so much." Uh, somebody else said it was inevitable after that appearance, and he kind of went off. He's like, "The hell it was!" Drop him after a single angle. He adds nothing. Uh, AEW doesn't need a shambling corpse on its roster. I wholeheartedly agree with that sentiment. What I did, though, is immediately respond, quote, It's nice that Tony can embrace his inner promoter and drag out wrestling's Munra to shuck his Munra. drinks and remind us that even though he's one of the most progressive, he's still a promoter. <laughs> because part of the whole thing is that Ric Flair's energy drink, Woo Energy, oh, no. is going to be sold at the shows and provided for the locker room and is the official energy drink of AEW. Amazing. I, see, no, 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 no. Look, th this is the thing, Jamie. This is like this is kind of a weird line, and I know I am I am very much a an apologist for Macho Man Randy Savage, the late Macho Man Randy Savage, because of the things that he did, or more importantly, that allegedly he did. The the infamous story about you know you can you can uh, let you can. Keep Randy from doing coke, or you can keep him from beating Liz, and that's why he did a lot of coke. I don't know if that's actually true. That just feels fucking true. Yeah. I know from reports he did a lot of drugs. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I know I know from reports he was very possessive of Liz. Like all of these things can be true, and then you present a framework and you're like, that feels fucking right. Yeah. And that's awful because that means my favorite wrestler growing up and uh, probably of all time is a coked up wife beater. And that's <laughs> not great. Nope. Now <laughs> There was just more recently in the last few months, the dark side of the ring where they tell the plane ride from hell story from the position of the flight attendant that was there. Oh my God. And it's fucking terrible. Ric Flair sexually assaulting people and then helicoptering his dick in front of everybody. And we all laugh because it was told from the side of the boys of, oh, it was a wild time, and Ric Flair's tromping around in his robe, and his robe was popping open. Fuck popping open. Like, Ric Flair documented sexual assault in the sky in front of all of his friends getting belligerently drunk, and we all laughed about it because we didn't know any better, and now that we know better, we need to just say, this man had his time. He is a cultural icon. I cannot take that away from him. He does not deny what happened because he was too drunk to remember any of it. We should not be carting this man out here for Sting's retirement tour, regardless oh. of the history with, with him. Like, 
we we don't need to do this. We just don't. We don't need to drag Ric Flair out here and give that guy another fucking paycheck. Wrestling does not owe him this. And he's going to get another fucking run too, right? Like it's, No, it's, he's... he. Jesus Christ, if you watch that last match that he did that was his last, last match, it was painfully obvious. He has zero gas. <laughs> he may want to go, and I'm sure he can give a bump and take a bump. He cannot do another match. Like, there's, there's no way around it. So... Is it just, do you think it's just nostalgia for Tony Khan? Because it doesn't sound like, it doesn't sound like Flair is a real draw. I don't know. Because this is the problem. Who has more history on Turner Broadcasting and Wrestling than Ric Flair? Who has more name notoriety in wrestling than Ric Flair? Who has name notoriety when it comes to running promos for AEW that are shown to an NBA audience than Ric Flair? Ric Flair is gets brought in to do speeches at other sport, like in professional sports. They bring him in the locker room. All the NBA guys, all the NFL guys, like seeing him with the Carolina Panthers locker room. He was unhorsed in fire randomly. <laughs> this is the thing: is like that guy is part of America. Like that, he is Americana at this point. That's how notable he is. Yeah, there are but- people who have nothing to do with wrestling. Who have an understanding who Ric Flair is? Yeah, but is that is that enough to like? If if you had the if you if you were a fan, well, we're different because we spend way too much time thinking about this. But like the average fan who who didn't grow up with Ric Flair, who's watching wrestling now, who has a choice between AEW or WWE, do you think that Flair being on one of those promotions is enough to draw that person? To, to see something rather than like one of the new guys that they they've been they've been watching now. Like how old the, is this person? I don't know. What's the what's the prime demo? 18, 18 to, to 35. 18 to 35. Like for for olds, sure. For old people. Right. And that's and that and this is the thing is this locks in in theory people our age who are casual. The magical thing that I don't think exists, which is the casual wrestling fan. Right. This 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 argument that WWE's been doing and and I heard them uh what is it the uh the what culture guys talked about this where they're like their their most hated views in wrestling and and Andy Murray who god love him he's like the cultural wrestling fan is a myth. <laughs> There's no one who casually pops in. <laughs> He's like, there, there are a couple different po- types of wrestling fans. There's your weekly fan. Yeah. There's your fan that seems to like everything and just catch what they can. Yeah. There's the fan that is specifically for one brand or the other. Yeah. And there are the people who, like me, keep up with things casually going and then watch the pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. And that's why they have 10-minute lead-in vi- uh, videos to every fucking premium live event in WWE. Because yeah. I haven't watched every Raw leading up to this thing. I don't understand what's going on other than I know LA Knight, yeah, is going to end up taking on Roman Reigns. And I need to have an idea of like, where the fuck did that come from? Because that guy was in Bray Wyatt's last match and then uh, got real popular for a while, jawed off with like Kevin Nash online. And then that was it. So like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. And I just have to do the math of like, they're doing the blood money show uh, this weekend in Saudi Arabia again. Mm. And LA Knight's going to take on Roman Reigns for the title in Saudi Arabia. What is the chance of LA Knight beating Roman Reigns for the title in Saudi Arabia? 4%. 
Yeah. 8%? Yeah. It's sub 10. Yeah, it's it's not If they it's, if they did high. it, I'd be so fucking confused. <laughs> and the only reason I would say they would be doing it is to get people to watch the Saudi show. Yeah. But again, much like you get your your diehard watchers, there are people who like WWE enough that they don't care what the Saudi government is doing right now with the whole point of these shows. I won't watch it. I I can't bring myself to watch it. Yeah. If Roman loses the title, good for LA Knight. I'll I'll watch the recap on Monday of Monday Night's Aftermath. I still won't watch the match. Like but I I don't understand what exactly is going on with all of that. But the double back and this is more of the idea that I'm that I'm having is Tony Khan is still a wrestling promoter and we view Vince McMahon as one of the worst people in promotion and worst people in wrestling and just kind of one of the worst people full stop. Yep. Tony Khan still is hiring these guys as subcontractors and not covering any of their medical. Yeah. Tony's still a carny like the rest of them. Right. This is the thing is like, is, is Tony letting people ride out? Like it's all comparative. We go, Oh, Tony's treating them so well when it comes to their contract. No, what Tony's doing is not firing people and cutting their contract short if he's unhappy with them. He lets them ride the rest of their contract out. Yeah. He's also been known to ghost people. He's not exactly doing anything amazing. He's a businessman who agreed to a contract and is paying out the terms of the contract. Right, right. And we're like, boy, look at this progressiveness in wrestling. It was like, <laughs> no, 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 no. We looked at this contract. level. <laughs> right. If, if we looked at this in any other thing, no other professional sport works this way. Like, no, none. No No. one else operates like WWE. Imagine signing a five-year deal with WWE, right? They have you for a year and a half. You end up falling flat, bust your ankle, spend six months off, come back. They don't have a whole lot of creative for you. And the next thing you know, you're let go right before the two-year marker of your five-year contract. Yeah, They don't pay you the rest of that five-year contract. You're terminated. And here's the fun part. You have a 90-day non-compete. Yeah. So not only are you let go... And then there's a blip on the radar from wrestling news of so-and-so terminated from, from WWE. WWE sends out a, a fucking tweet. We wish them the best in their future endeavors. Wish them the best, yeah. Right, and then that's it. And then you hope to be able to make enough indie dates or a big enough splash that fans have an outcry of missing you. Yeah. And then you might get lucky enough to go to an AEW, but you're probably going to do a bunch of indie dates. And then maybe hopefully one day get back in the good graces of the same people who treated you this poorly. Like wrestling is an incredibly awful business to its like, performers. Honestly, it sounds like comics. <laughs> it, it, yeah. It, it's sounds just like my, industry. it's, it's an abusive relationship with someone with all the control. Like you are a, a desperate person seeking the approval and attention of someone far hotter and richer than you are. To hope that you get to bask in their light for a little while. Somebody yeah. else notices you and goes, yeah. say, hey. they're a 10, but you, you're a solid six and a half. And by <laughs> the way, I noticed you can't wear shorts, Jamie Noguchi. Like this. But yeah, God like damn, so in that, in that sense, I'm curious where all of these elitist wrestling fans are going to be like, WWE sucks and it's awful and blah, blah, blah. Are they going to, are they going to chastise Tony for this? Because it's like a five-year deal. Ric Flair may not live through the end of this deal. Yeah. Which, here's the fucked up part. I wonder if Tony was thinking of this. Oh, shit. (laughs) 
He wants he wants Rick's last ride to be with his company. Well, and this is the thing is his son-in-law Andrade is part of AEW. Ric Flair could be his manager moving forward or something like that. Or yeah, yeah. we we do uh, uh you know, I, Tony Khan could potentially be paying this money to be able to do some sort of memorial wrestling tournament like WWE does with Dusty Rhodes oh, even yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like imagine AEW owning the rights to the Ric Flair Memorial Cup. Oh my god. Oh Jesus. That's so cynical, but I bet that was part of the calculus. I, it, like I have to believe that a guy like Tony is smart enough to hedge his bets and say, "Will I lose some people over righteous indignation over Ric Flair?" Yes. Yeah. How many people will I lose? Probably not that many. Yeah. Will people end up whitewashing over it and forgetting a lot of what Ric Flair did because it was sexual assault, not racism, and People in wrestling seem to look the other way from sexual assault, see all of the Me Too people, and the only people who really got ousted, ousted, are people who didn't have the uh, the fan clout to survive the thing, or people who were involved in pedophilia. Yeah. Well, Dar- like, Darby, Darby's still alive and kicking, so like... Yeah. That was great. That was great. So, I... I don't know. <laughs> It, 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 I, I'm so <laughs> I'm so goddamn tired of all of these old fucking people ruining goddamn everything what the fuck tell a new story tell a new story please fuck. tell a new story no I mean with everything yeah that's true wrestling fucking politics I just name a thing and there is some old abusive cunt taking advantage of absolutely every situation they possibly can. And then you end up being like, why can't we fucking change? And then they're like, well, we're in charge. So what are you going to do? It's like, God damn it. I'm surprised Sting. Do you think Sting is actually going to retire? Because this is like the third time he's retired. Well, no, this is the second time he's retired. Remember the WWE thing happened and then he fucked up his body. That's right. And then he had that time off and then he... He ended up having like all the surgery and the time oh, back and everything, body. and like we we weren't sure what was going to happen. Yeah. And then when Ric Flair actually, or, Jesus, Ric Flair, so, <laughs> when Sting actually showed up and took a bump, like a real bump, we were like, "Holy shit, Sting's okay!" And then <laughs> we've had a ride for a while, but like Sting's been wrestling with them for the last few years, wrestling, wrestling, wrestling. Yeah. And like Stinger. from a guy who went from hey. Uh, do me a favor, be careful on that ice patch, you might die, to, hey, take a coffin drop off of the, the fucking ring post to the outside. Yeah. Like, that's that's a big fucking deal. So Does he come I, out with a chrome makeup, or is he just, like... Chrome makeup. Oh, yeah. I, I, I hope that he comes back at least once and does the fucking, the old-school stinger makeup. Yes, we need the like, stinger makeup. Come on, man. Because that's on. the other fucking part of it, right? Yeah. He's out there as the crow makeup, you got half the goddamn NWO warming the fucking podcast bench, and we can't bring back fucking Kevin Nash to piss him off? We can't- We can't- Come How on. about Gold- What's- Fucking Goldberg. 
You could bring back Goldberg to do a heel run against Sting. And that would be so good. And it wouldn't have to deal with the fucking sexual assault and ass Ric Flair. Those those two names that you just put out there, I would get excited to watch that shit. That's what I'm saying. I would get excited to watch that shit. Because they could end up buying the rights to pay for the Wolfpack theme or or pay for a new one or whatever. Like fucking outsiders. Can you imagine that shit? Great! You, Can you, imagine you could bring back half of the fucking NWO if you wanted do you, to. Do you know the pop where you hear that? Oh, right. People will because people are going to be shit. so fucking confused. But you know, then we're going to end up getting into like all of the other versions, and yeah. then Conan's going to end up coming out, and then going to be like, "What the fuck happened to Conan?" LWO. You know what? They're they're killing it in WWE. Are you aware of this? No. So they they did it as a one off. And it ended up sticking where a bunch of wrestlers, including bringing back Carlito and also Ooh. Selena Vega and Rey Mysterio, have the LWO right now active in WWE. They're one of the Yo. most over groups, period. Yo. When is the next pay-per-view? <laughs> uh, I, I think am that, that Survivor Series I am up. that casual fan. I only watch it when I go over to your place and we do right. the do the pay-per-view. Like Right, but you you have a morbid curiosity about it at least. <laughs> You're watching from the outside a bit, but yeah, the LWO's fucking great. Cuz it's highlighting a bunch of younger Latino wrestlers on the back of Rey Mysterio. So like he Worth comes it. out and is is hyping for all these guys and then they're going out and doing fucking banger matches. Fucking 619, bitch. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then they brought Booyah back come. fucking Carlito. Booyah. <laughs> After that goddamn Puerto Rico pop, they finally brought Carlito back. He's great too. Oh, like, dude, come on! You can't, you can't find the money to get Kevin Nash. Oh, off you his can couch totally find the money to bring the in is, and do a run with Sting. Kev, right, but is Kevin Nash the same draw as Ric Flair? And also, Kevin for, Nash doesn't have an energy drink. No, that's true. For for us, he would be. But I, I see your point. Like, yeah, this is this is the problem. Is like. I, I do. I think it'd be a better story. Yeah. Do I think that they could actually have a, a, a you know potentially a match or whatever it is? Yeah, absolutely. But like, all I can think is now is what it's going to be is Ric Flair is going to come back. He's going to send his son-in-law to go attack Darby Allen and attack Sting, and Sting's last match will be Andrade, and Andrade will end up having a new legend killer thing because he'll have been in Ric Flair's last match and he'll have been in Sting's last match. And if they're clever about it, he could literally start eyeing down older superstars and look at Ricky Steamboat Ooh, or some of the others yeah, yeah, and start doing an old school Randy Orton legend killer thing yeah. where he helped a legend leave and then he ended another legend's career. And... This could be the jumping off point. Now, I, do I think that they're going to actually do that? Probably not. I'm no. probably being too clever for the room. Yeah, but that uh, would be dope. That that at least would be some sort of merit and notoriety as to why we have parlay one into the other. Yeah. Because if, if Sting just picks a random dude on the roster, or sorry, if, if Flair just picks a random dude on the roster, I'm going to be like, why? Why? Why is this <laughs> dude getting the rub when you've literally got Ric Flair's son-in-law right there? Yeah, come on. Ugh. Is Charlotte is Charlotte still WWE? WWE, yes. She's still is she doing stuff? I don't yeah. know. Yeah, she's doing stuff. Yeah. But you know. Uh, the She's not getting the 
her up like Rhea Ripley. No, I mean, well, she <laughs> Charlotte needs to cool off a little bit, I think, to make people really start to miss her and or have her really start be- becoming the female John Cena where she comes in. And the threat is she could always just walk in off the street and win the championship. Oh, yeah. Because she's been established as being that that much of a winner that yeah. like yeah she's you, right like yeah she's, she she could leave for six months and then she suddenly comes back and exactly what happened the last time she hiya, she basically I showed win. up for a hot cup of coffee and went that's say mine. that belt looks nice yeah and then just basically like interjected herself into a three way match it was like yeah. what the fuck just that where did Charlotte come from <laughs> that's a new one I would like right. to wear that style right yeah yeah <laughs> yeah like I honestly it would be very funny if just. Charlotte fucks off for like three months and then walks back on like a Friday night before a pay-per-view on Sunday, walks by and goes, sup? And they immediately bring in the graphic, <laughs> Charlotte Flair added the triple threat match. I wish her music was better, but that would be so amazing. Right, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. But yeah, so I don't know. I I, I don't know. Are we are we talking about anything else or no? no? That that was it. That was that it. was it. I because I wanted to know because I have not been paying attention. Yeah, like, they said Ric Flair, and I was like, why? I I thought he was done. Yeah, hang on. Let me see if I can find the press release thing. Uh, where the fuck was it? Blah 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 blah. Let's see. November second, AEWCO Tony announced multi year deal with Hall of Famer Ric Flair. Uh, he has a long time uh, friend's story, impending retirement, and revolution. Uh, this was the interesting part. Khan also announced that Flair's Woo Energy will become a, the exclusive energy drink of AEW. During the AEW dates, select host venues will carry the clean energy drink at, a con- at concession stands for fans to enjoy. In addition, the beverage will be stocked in the wrestlers' locker rooms and will be seen at the announcer's desk during live broadcasts. Oh. Fans watching at home can experience Woo Energy by ordering via WooEnergy.com. You can take a guess as to how many O's involved in Woo. <laughs> I bet they have a lot of different redirects. To like, yeah, so like too many Woo. And this is this is what I was talking about with Turner thing. Uh, quote: Last Wednesday, the Nature Boy made his epic return to TBS. More than thirty-five years since the Flair versus Sting rivalry first began on the Superstation. Oh my god! So this is Turner Broadcasting using what they know. Yeah. Because it I, worked in the seventies or sixties. Well, you got to figure if, if Ted Turner can finally rub it in Vince McMahon's face that he wrapped up one of his biggest stars toward the end of his career. Yeah, I think you're I don't right. know if Vince actually cares. Yeah, while he's maniacally laughing and stroking his pencil thin oh, mustache oh, oh. all the way to the bank. God, like, it's so bad. God, he's such a fucking like he looks like a like fucking cartoon villain at this point yeah it's it's, it's, he's a dick tracy villain it looks it's it's a bad wild yeah sometimes the mustache frames your face it does not frame his well i don't know why he just suddenly decided like i i don't why did that man (laughs) look at his barber and go give me the john waters like just (laughs) (laughs) right yeah. So, uh, yeah, the, the same guy who doesn't understand what a burrito is and is told it's called a steak wrap and insists on ordering steak wraps everywhere. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. Catering to the elderly. God. Well, I, I'm. <sighs> yeah, I, mm. Brandon, 
Yeah. Besides the only podcast, where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram at that guy Chalmers. You can also find me, Bon Bon, come here. You got to make your internet. Look, the internet's, come here. Would you come here? Would you come here? <laughs> Would you come? Come here. Come here. Bonnie. Come here. Come here. Bonnie. This is, this is why, come here. Why you, we've been missing uh, the last couple episodes is this kid's, is Bonnie McMurray. Hello, Bonnie. Uh, she's a resident super dog. She's a big old cuddle bug. She's currently wearing a hoodie because she's cold. Aww. And uh, kids, do yourselves a favor. I've said it before. I'll say it again. If you are ever feeling down and would like to go visit a dog, come see me. If you ever feel like you might want a friend, you should always adopt a dog. Never, <laughs> ever shop. There are so many great pups out there. Blah, 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 blah that need love and are just absolute sweethearts. Nobody wants to fucking crate train and or potty train a, a, a fucking puppy. They're adorable and great. And I get that, but she's like a year and a half and it's fucking great. Cause we didn't have to do any of that. We walked around back and she was like, cool, I'm going to go shit over here. And you're like, great. <laughs> I know what mine's supposed to do. Right. Yeah. I know what I'm supposed to do. It's, it's fucking great. Yeah. But, uh, Aww. yes, please, please, please go do that. Anyway, Jamie Noguchi, where can they find you? Uh, Instagram, Jamie Noguchi. Oh, the store is open. MonsterCutie.com. Shit. Uh, so uh, go buy my stuff. Uh, I'm on YouTube, Jaw Jam, um, Blue Sky, Jamie Noguchi. I'm Jamie Noguchi at a bunch of different places now. So yeah. I, as as we always shit. say, type Jamie Noguchi into a Google machine near you. Some, something will show up. Something will yeah, pop up. Yeah, and uh, by the way, if you happen to be at a library or an Apple store or whatever it is, and you happen to set the homepage to monstercutie.com, that, that'd be okay, too. Just throwing that out there. Yeah. Any great municipality, you should just make sure to set that homepage. Yeah. Oh, and shout out to listener Vince for helping me figure out Canadian shipping. Because um, international shipping is a lot harder than it used to be, like, the first time I had the store open. Now there's oh, a okay. bunch of, of other bullshit. So, like, he wanted to order stuff, and he was like, hey, I'm getting charged a whole lot for shipping. Can you figure something out? And I was like, yeah, I need to. So that I spent a whole day with him just going back and forth and trying different things, and we got it settled. So nice. shipping to the U.S. and Canada, uh, I don't know about other places yet, because uh, that's requires a little bit more uh yeah yeah if you were a uk jamie but... noguchi fan hop on a plane and come get it in person like an adult <laughs> yeah. um but uh, yeah but that's all we got and uh okay. we'll check you later okay bye bye bye, bye. bye.